This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. The last City player to score a goal from outside of the box was Andy Vyman at the end of last season against Hull. Today, he got another and what a strike. So pleased to see Andy Vyman back amongst the goals as City go up into the top half of the table as we speak with a 2-0 win against Blackpool on the day we remembered the legend that is Buster Footman. The three words from Andy, not Lee, and Lee's too busy on the golf course, uh, were beauties befitting Buster. And Matt, beauties they were yeah they were yeah um a game very similar to Huddersfield it, it took a bit of patience to to break Blackpool down and, and it probably needed a, a worldie like Vyman's um goal to to open it up and then obviously Scotty getting the goal sort of sealed the win and it and it was comfortable wasn't it in the end yeah. I mean, it, they didn't offer too much but yeah what a, a fitting goal to uh to get underway wasn't it absolutely yeah no fantastic goal um so someone who would have played under Buster's physio ship, we'll call it, um, is back for a return visit. And that's Jason Eaton. Jason, how are you? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. And your me- today, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Your your memories of Buster, it'd be rude not to ask. Yeah, no, he was um yeah, he was a character in the change rooms. And I think one of one of the stories I had was um when I was there and John Bailey was uh was uh, obviously a character in those days and um and Buster always used to keep a, a bottle of whiskey in his um in his cupboard. And um I've given the given the story away now. But um yeah, so Buster always kept a and he wondered where one day it went missing and um yeah, just trying to find out it was. And um it, yeah, it was uh, it was it was it was John. John had uh, John had <laughs> started, I don't know whether he pinched it just for a joke or whether he drank it, but I think probably with John he uh, he drank it to be fair. But, he knew um, it would wind him up. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think physios would have uh, that in their cupboard anymore these days. But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, great character and um, you know, lovely guy to be around. And he, he did so much for the club as well. And I know Mickey Mellon when Mickey Mellon was at the club, Mickey Mellon used to dig be in digs with him, and mm. you know, always wanted to help out with the club. So I know, uh, you know, really, really, really fond memories of Buster. Yeah, absolutely. What a great character. And yeah, Rick Footman was down um, at Ashton Gate today, and it was a great. Great round of applause after the tribute to Buster Footman. So yeah, fantastic stuff. Um, Matt, the the uh, the starting lineup we'll talk about. Uh, yes. So James and Bell coming out and Vyman and Mametti coming in. Obviously, you were up at Huddersfield um, on on Tuesday night. So we lined up yep. o- O'Leary, Tanner, Viner, Pring, De Silva, King, Scott, Vyman, Sykes, Wells, Mametti. So. It was kind of a, a four two one three formation, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> um unfortunately Matty James, who's who's probably in the last month been our best player, um, and sort of very influential on the team. Um, obviously filed a, a late fitness test, um, which only really left us with Andy King and Alex Scott from a midfield point of view. So obviously Andy Vyman coming in was a was a an obvious choice. Um good to see Omar, excuse me, on the, the bench as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then up top, Mameti the other night, um, we were crying out for him at Huddersfield. You just, you just felt that it needed that, that unpredictability, someone who, you know, 
um, would would run it the the opposition. So I think that was probably why he was fancied today against Blackpool, who were obviously in a similar position and play a similar style to to Huddersfield. So I think um, Nigel Pearson got his spot on, albeit he didn't have a lot to choose from, did he? If we're <laughs> honest. No, absolutely. Um, Jason, for you, that formation, I know we don't sort of, formations don't mean that much these days, but Andy Vyman in behind a three, but he was quite for, quite well advanced for most of the game, wasn't he? Yeah, I think what I saw in the first half was <laughs> they, they tended to get a little bit muddled up as well, where Wyman would um, be as a centre forward as well. So he, he would swap sometimes with Wells. And I think sometimes when you're playing that and you've got so many forward thinking players that you've got to be careful that you don't, get in each other's way and mm. I thought a couple of times in the first half then that happened um, and I think because it was quite an unusual position for Andy to play there because he was he was quite he was a lot more central in the first half than what I'd seen him play before um, so I think they were just trying to sort themselves out uh, yeah. literally in the first half and then second half it seemed to obviously work a little bit better. Yeah and, and that back four man that flat back four it's not a typical flat back four because it's almost the 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 centre backs in Pring and Viner are 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 sit sort of holding with with Andy King um, and it was more so James but not not so much Scott just tucking in when the Silver and Tanner seem to be bombing on. Yeah, I guess you 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 have that that stability and and I think and we'll we'll talk about King but I think King does things very simply. Um, but in in Tanner and De Silva in particular today, they both were getting forward, um, so they've got to be aware of it. Um, Zach, I think, I mean, he's obviously the 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 leader really in in the back in terms of his experience this season. Um, so playing alongside Cam in, I mean, Campering, what a player, you know, to to come in and play centre back like he has. He looks like I'm not to say you know. He, He's the best centre half we've ever had, but he doesn't look phased playing there, does he? And we know how good he is on the ball. So, so you're right. I think they they had to swap around. And as I say, in Andy King, you've got a player that yes will get forward, but he knows his legs aren't what they were. So he's more around making sure that he's providing that stability um, at the back with him as well. Yeah, and he certainly did today. Mm. Um, we'll do our talk club check in. So, how are you out of ten, Matt? Obviously, after a win, and we're recording this. Only a, an hour and a bit after the full time whistle as well, so I'm expecting expecting a good number. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, I'm a good nine. Um, the win obviously makes a huge difference, and I got a bit of stick from, as you know, I'm I'm also a bit of a Man United fan, so I got a bit of stick last weekend, <laughs> especially from my brother and my nephew phoning me up telling me all about Jurgen Klopp. So I was able to have a little bit of payback today, so that was quite nice as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, all all about the city. It was. Um, it was a decent performance in the first half, and then when when they opened them up, it, it was comfortable. So good to see, and uh, good to see Alex Scott again putting a, a few more pounds on his um Absolutely. his value, getting the man of the match, I think, off of Sky. So yeah, he did yeah, yeah, saw that. Jason, for you, out of ten, um, I think I'm a nine because I was in hospitality today, which was a nice treat. For Lovely, me, which was great. Um, a win as well, and I've got a week off work next week, so oh, you know, I'm bad. buzzing at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so probably pushing for a ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blind there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll go with the nine as well. I've got a, a can of Beaver Town Gamma Ray American Pale Ale in my hand. Ah, um, sounds, sounds, sounds lovely. <laughs> a two nil, a, a two nil uh, win. 
and yeah it's been a been a really good day so uh and we've still got the rest of the evening to come as well so uh yeah all good nine Excellent. out of ten for me um before we get into the minutes i've got a uh, um an image in front of me here which i took off of the sky tv coverage at the end and it's academy products in bristol city um for bristol city in the championship this season it's got their minutes played um so zach viner 3117 minutes played alex scott max o'leary cam pring tommy conway antoine semenyo obviously he's moved on sam bell dylan kaji joe Lowe, and omar taylor clark sort of ranging from 3117 all the way down to seven minutes for omar taylor clark but Matt, there's that number of players I've just read out coming from the academy this season in particular have been so important um, as part of the conveyor belt of uh, of our sort of system, really. I think financially, Patch, as well, where we are at the moment, without having them, I think we'd probably be, well, we would be looking at relegation this season. Um, you know, we know we didn't have the funds, but it's, it's all well and good having bodies that you can put on there, but they've got to be bodies that make contributions. And And I'm not going to say that all of those lads are because a, a couple of them in, in um, Dylan and, and Josh, obviously, you know, they were new, Joe, sorry, they were new um, and have gone out for, for further experience. Mm. But the others have not only, you know, um, come in and, and done a job, they've really contributed. You know, you look, look the likes of, obviously, Alex is a key one, but Zach Viner this season, Tommy Conway this season, and Sam Bell, you know, they've really, they're championship regulars, aren't they, from that point of view? So it's incredible, and credit has to go lots to Brian Tinian in the academy, but Nigel Pearson's still got to pick them. You know, mm -hmm. he, he could insist on signing, you know, the sole Bambas of this world and giving them contracts, and he's not. He's trusted them. He's played them at the right time, and they've made those contributions. So, yeah, it's um, it's what, as Bristolians, it's what we want in it, a team full of academy players. There's nothing better than that. Yeah, Jason, it's great to see, isn't it? Especially some of these, you know, these younger lads coming through, some Bristolians, some a bit further afield. But, uh, yeah, just, just great to see as a Bristol City fan, you're a season ticket holder, when you get that sort of blend of youth and experience in the team. Yeah, and I don't think sometimes... It it just happens that they have to play the, these players because of situations and injuries and and, and financial fair play, etc. I think sometimes they wouldn't get that opportunity at the club. And I think there's probably players over the years that have probably been there, but not had the opportunity that they will get now because of the, the scenarios that we're facing. So it's great to see. And I think I, I manage a, a local football team, an under 14s football team, and 50s in the Bristol League. And I see the, the the talent that's out there at that age in and around the better clubs in, in Bristol. And you just think, God, like, we've got such a pool of players that not only at different age groups, but the, the academy and the scouting network must be phenomenal behind the scenes to be able to mm -hmm. notice these players at whatever age they do. And um, I said, that's all credit to, you know, Tins and people like that that are, that are out there spotting these players because... There's there's great talent even at the level that we're playing at my my lads playing at and you know you see that and think but the future's really bright and you know if they can get these lads at these early ages and um, start them off and give them the right facilities and training you know because we've got the setup there ready for them haven't we so everything's mm -hmm. in place and I think that you know that's just the strength of in depth of what we can uh, see in the future and, as well. and for the, and for the lads in your team seeing those players breaking through and getting that opportunity that can only drive them on can it 
Yeah, definitely. And and a lot of them go down and watch the games as well when they have the opportunity um to do that. So they, you know, they see it. It's and that's what they want to be, isn't it? They they'll mm. they'll have the Alex Scotts on the back of their shirt, you know, the Camprings, um, Zach Viners, etc. So now that that's what they want to aspire to, and they can see that it can happen as well, you know, with with a bit of um bit of patience and you know, a bit of bit of luck behind them. And belief as well yeah, from the belief. from the management. Yeah, so it's um you know it's it's really positive for for local football and local boys definitely. Absolutely right. Let's get to the minute. So into the fifth minute, and we spent about four or five minutes with with Gary Medine down. Um, so uh, it was a collision with Pring in the first minute, Matt, and they both went down in a bit of a heap, but a, a frustrating start. Yeah, it was probably in front of you, wouldn't it? But um. Nadine looked like he went to to put something on Campering and came off second best. Um, and I don't want to see any player getting injured, but he kind of caused it himself. He was trying to to, to let Cam know he was there early in the game. Um, and whether it was his knee or his ankle, mm-hmm. um, but immediately you could see from his reaction. I, I was really surprised they let him stay on. I thought it was kind of clear that he wasn't going to be able to carry on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but very early in. Then a surprise on the back of that, and then obviously there was a, another injury. You only end up seeing four minutes injury time. Yeah. So when yeah. that rule comes in next season or the change, and I, I haven't seen enough of it to know how they're going to do it, but it would be so much better when you, you you're getting a fairer reflection of the time wasting in the the injury sort of that goes on because there was no way it was only four minutes. What's that then? Is it is it the World Cup rule? Yeah. Or... Yeah. Okay. So and and I don't know enough about what that World Cup rule was, but wow. they're expecting that from next season we will see 10 it's be minutes a, it's, injury time and that sort of thing. It's going to be a longer game for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Good stuff. I think it'll stop um, It'll stop the teams that, like, are trying to yeah. get the ball out of play and, mm. you know, fake injuries and stuff like that. Yeah. It will hopefully help, uh, help speed the game up massively. Yeah. And there was a moment in that first half where I think it was their captain or their fullback he went down under a challenge, but it was when we were really on top and you just knew it was to break the game up. Pretty clever, really. And it did. It, it really broke it up. But, you know, as fans... We saw that at Huddersfield a few times, didn't we? It, exactly. I mean, I, I think it's, it's funny as Neil Warnock is, but he came out with some comment around Alex Scott and he wanted Hogg to follow him even when he went in the toilet at halftime, but, <laughs> but also told him to, to leave a couple on him. Um and you think that's just not right, you know. That's why Matty James age. isn't playing today. Well, exactly, of... exactly. So there are things, and and yeah, it, it has to be an improvement. I've long sort of said that I'd, I'd like to see the rugby sort of um, situation or clock. even basketball, a clock or that is the fourth official that does it and it's nothing to do with the, the on-field referee. Mm-hmm. I think the on-field referee's got too much to do, so to do that as well. Yeah. Good point. Okay, eighth minute. It's a ball over the top from Jada Silva. Um, and Andy King reaches out a foot to get it on target, but just offside on that one, Jason. Yeah, no, that was probably the first opportunity, wasn't it, that we had. Um, but I think when especially the first half, it was um we we had a lot of possession and it's just putting the balls in the right areas. And to see Andy King in the box is uh, is a bonus as well. So yeah, I think um yeah, unfortunate, but I think the, the longer the game went on, the more that we were crying out for those balls to go in the boxes and yeah. opportunities because they 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 were so deep, they're defending. Yeah, 13th minute, Vyman getting more involved in the game, plays a 1-2 with Sykes and his acrobatic right foot shot goes over the top. He was always reaching for that one, Matt, but it was good to just get it hooked towards goal at least. 
yeah, I think you're being kind now. I mean, it was um, it, it was an effort. Is probably what I would say. It was it wasn't troubling the steward in the corner, let alone the goalie, was it? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But Vyman as again. you say, good to see Vyman getting involved. Yeah. In a position that he's much more comfortable in, isn't it? So Absolutely, yeah. yeah. 19th minute, it's Weimann uh, away down the right-hand side. City are forward in numbers. Wells, Sykes and Mametti all in the box. Weimann drills it, but it's dealt with. Um, then we get a corner, good bit of trickery from Mametti. And King sets up Sykes on the edge who blazes over. So in the 19th minute, Jason, and a, a good few opportunities, and we did it quite a few times where we were coming forward and had had people in the box, but whether Blackpool were were defending it well or we just weren't passing to, to hitting the, the right targets. Yeah, I think you sort of because because of how deep that they were sitting as well, I think that it's really difficult to to break them down. And you put the ball in the box and you against a big side, and we're not the biggest side at the moment. Definitely, we we do lack a little bit of height. I think that it's sort of easy pickings for them, and they did sit really deep. And I'm thinking, how do we try and get these bigger players out out of the box? And it was um, it was a matter of just trying to. I think it, the goal was going to come from something that was a little bit special today, especially with them being so deep. They I even spotted from corners. They brought everyone back from a corner, so they they left no one up. So that was his game plan, especially in the mm. first half, was to was to try and keep hold of the hold of the score and then um, catch us on break second half. Yeah, and Matt, we've been talking about taking more chances and 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 getting more shots away from outside of the box, and there was cries from the crowd every time that the whatever player it was had a bit of space on the edge of the box of shoot, and on this occasion it was Sykes, and he does, and it it's good to see him trying it, but that yeah it was over that one. Yeah, it's sailed over. I mean, I think it's difficult when it's far end, especially the section 82, they're, they're sort of shouting shoot. And you're like, well, he's got three blokes stood directly in front of him. Like, well, what's he going to do? Unless it's hot shot Hamish, you can, you know, take them into the net with the Hang ball. on a minute. Like, Who's you know? hot shot Hamish? Oh, that's back in the day. I don't know what, um, what, what, <laughs> um, yeah, what comic it was, but it was a, fo- a footballer, hot shot Hamish. Yeah. Oh. Brilliant. I'll Google it in a minute and see where it was. The Danny maybe, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you want to see, um, and I, my only sort of criticism really the first half was we got into some really really good positions. Lee Johnson always used to refer to it as box entries, didn't he? Um, we got into some really good positions, but our crossing just was just not finding the man, and I think that's the difference between the very good sides in any league. Um, Man City demonstrated it. They got into positions, but they didn't panic. They didn't just hit it and hope. They passed with a purpose and knew where the man was, played it into an area where the man would be coming on. Ours were all sort of being cut out in, you know, a little bit unfortunate, but but we had did, done really well to get into those positions. So, you know, it's a bit bit critical, but yeah, that was the difference for me. Yeah, Jason, into the 22nd minute, a really good moment from Andy King, who spots a run of, of Sykes, threads the ball through, and it's... Uh, across that's again blocked but nice to see that sort of through ball and nice to see Sykes making the run yeah I think that's what obviously Andy King he did a couple of those in the game actually he's threaded a, cu- a couple of balls through but that's that's the only way you're going to do it against a, a deep back four um to get through and yeah that's what um Sykes has been good at in the last few weeks isn't it I'm running onto the onto the balls and getting the cross in yeah once again a deep you know defenders were deep and um we didn't pick out a man in the box, but that was um, that was a good pattern of play, and you just think, well, if we can continue on that vein, we will we will get something. And you could feel that 
you know, with the map possession we had, something was always going to fall to us or, you know, they they couldn't resist the uh, the attacks that we were doing for, for so long. And I yeah. think, you know, that's 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 the way it felt with me. And I thought, oh, is it going to be another Huddersfield where they're just going to sit deep and we're just not going to get in behind them? Mm. Uh, 25th minute, Matt. It's an outswinging corner from Jada Silva, hard and low. Uh, finds Naki Wells and his shot is blocked. Um, but it was, <laughs> I actually was about to shout, oh, such disappointment in the corner. But he found his man and, and Wells' shot's blocked and it was a shot on target. Clear, clearly a routine, wasn't it? So mm. it was, I, I actually thought our dead balls, there was an improvement today. There was a couple, I think, I don't know if it was Mimetti or Jay hit one. And I don't know if it was before or after what we're talking about, Patch. But there was one that was one that I've called out for where it's right under the bar. The keeper's got to get to it and there's players in front of him. Um, and that one with with Jay to, to, to Naki was clearly a, a worked routine. Just didn't quite come off, did it? Yeah. Bit of a slide indoors moment. We like that term on this podcast. 33rd minute, Jason. Yates is through on goal after a bit of a mix-up. Makes an absolute hash of it. Um, but you could argue that Campering does just enough to put him off, sort of breathing down his neck. What did you make of that incident yeah. in the 33rd? Yeah, I've watched it back and um, he does, Cam just does get a little touch on him, I think. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, he, so he, he did enough to do that. Um, but I still can't believe he missed it. <laughs> and Max has Max has stepped to the side as well, so he's even got a clearer view of the goal. And um, I, th- I think he's out of form, isn't he, um, Yates? I don't think he scored for quite a few games. No. Um, but that's sort of a bread and butter finish, you know, straight in front of the goal. I just think he could have nipped it round to the side and um, tucked it away. But I think we just were all in disbelief, weren't we, when uh, when he missed that? That that's the, you know your luck's on. And it's going to be your lucky day when someone has that sort of opportunity and they miss it. But Matt, you were obviously the closest to that. How, how did it even come about? I sort of looked Zach, up and he's thrown Zach, goal. Zach completely misses a header. It was oh, dreadful, right. absolutely dreadful defending. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might even have been Cam or someone before him, King. But it was two of us. Just a straight punt down the middle from the keeper. I mean, that, you should never, ever get beat from that. And like Jason said, I mean, the, the finish from Yates, a player that obviously we were heavily linked with mm. um, and rumoured to have put a bid in last season. I, I actually quite lo- liked a lot of his all-round play today. I thought he worked hard, but, you know, that's, that's as Jason says, bread and butter. You've got a score there. Um, and would it be the, I think, whereas I felt we needed to score early and then, you know, obviously score first and, and we did eventually, I did th- think if they'd have scored, we might have found it really difficult to break them down because they would have gone even deeper and tried to defend it. So, yeah, it was, as you say, a big sliding doors moment, mate. Yeah. 41st minute. On a number of occasions today, Jason, we saw Mimetti dancing around with the ball and he gets into the box and actually gets a shot away on this occasion. Um, Again, blocked by Blackpool. And it was starting to get really frustrating, all of these block shots and all the endeavour, but no... No, no finish, and that was the story of Tuesday night. But Mometi, how are you? Uh, what are you making of him so far? Um, I'm. It's a tough one with him because he's obviously got loads and loads of ability, um, but it's just the end product as well. He had he had so he had quite a lot of possession today, I thought, and um, he he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Didn't provide a lot of great end product. For me, I think when you, when your defence sits deep, you have to cross that ball in between the goalkeeper and the defence. And I thought that's where we lacked a little bit, from probably from both sides. 
Um, he's yeah, he's definitely got ability. I'd have liked to have seen him come on the other side as well. Every now and again, is to do a little switch with um, with Sykes because I think you know he wasn't getting a great deal of joy today. So I think right, every now and again, let's switch across. Let's see what you know. Let's give the the defender something else to think about. Um, and I think sometimes you've got you've got to do that. But he's obviously got great ability and. You know, I think he's settled in really well, but I just need to see that ball in a little bit quicker. I think from uh, from him when he yeah. gets, he just needs to whip it in. And um, as as a forward, you want that ball in quicker because that's where you're attacking it um, again in the six yard box. So I think, yeah, that that'd be my only sort of criticism. Um, but I think he's settled in well, and he's um, he's a great addition to the team. Yeah, Matt, he certainly gets us off our seats. And obviously you called that in the Cardiff game, didn't you? You would want to see Sykes and Mimetti swapping over. It's a tactic I can't believe we've we've not tried. And and certainly in that that Cardiff game where things just weren't working and the the lad um Felion or whatever his name was, um he, he really had yeah, Philogene. He had he had Syke, uh, sorry, he had um Anis completely sussed. So you just felt switch them across, you know, but it's it's a tactic. I don't, I can't recall Nigel Pearson really doing, um, which is a strange one. I mean, Mameti, you think as a fan, he gets you off your seat. Um, as a player, he's probably quite frustrating to play with at times when he does the hard bit and then just needs to square it and takes a shot or one more sort of touch. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, again, he, he's got to find his feet back in the championship. Um, but as a fan, yeah, you know, I, I, I love to see what he does because he's unpredictable. He does something that others don't, maybe other than Alex Scott, who's got that kind of ability. We haven't mm. really got anybody else, have we? This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you. Okay, the halftime summary from Rob. Similar scenario as in recent games. Lots of half chances and nearly moments. A combination of it not quite dropping and not being incisive enough when it matters. One scare with one simple pass that put their nine in behind us, but danger alleviated with a subtle push by Pring that was undetected. We are doing a lot right, but need to be more clinical in the second half or risk being picked off and coming away with less than an, less than what our overall dominance would suggest we should do. Um, so into the halftime, obviously, we've mentioned the, the, the tribute to Buster Footman, but also Chris Garland going into the uh, Bristol City Supporters Club and Trust Hall of Fame. So, Matt, good moments at halftime. Always great to see former players, former staff honoured. Yeah, brilliant. Um, 
great to see see Rick Footman there, um, who obviously you you spent time with today. You know what a lovely bloke patching, just like his dad, isn't he? Mm. Um, and nice to see Blackpool, the the um, Jimmy Armfield um, supporters club, supporters club, yeah, um, sort of paying their tributes. And then you know um, Marina with with the Garland family, and you know I was lucky enough to watch Chris Garland play, um, and what what a player. Obviously, going through some hard times um, himself, um, but must be great to see his family, you know, for his family to be out mm. there and receiving that award. And, and fair play to the the supporters club and trust. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, and Jason, for you, obviously, we've spoken about Buster, but you must have seen Chris Garland um, play as well. Yeah, and um, I think it's great that the club are doing so much for the old players. And um, you know, today meet Tom Ritchie and Dave Rogers in the box. It was. Um, and it's lovely. It's lovely to see. And it gives them a boost as well, I think, yeah. you know, to know that the club appreciate what they do. Um, and then that'll be the next generation, hopefully, when they, you know, unfortunately, when they pass, they'll they'll be the next generation. So it's great to see the work behind the scenes that they reward these people. And the, and the supporters appreciate it as well. Yeah, you know, there's, there's great memories from a lot of us about the, the, the old days and, you know, and then the youth will be the same, won't they, when, you know, my boy that goes down and watches mm. the games when, you know, Alex Scott gets invited back, back on the pitch years, <laughs> in, years, in years time. So, so it's really important that they keep this going and it's, um, it's great, you know, it's great to see and um, it, yeah. it just feels, it fills the half time, makes it, makes the, makes it interesting, doesn't it? For yeah, it does. The Absolutely. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, good shake. Um, right, first first note of the second half is the goal. It's 1-0, is Andy Vyman. Vyman plays what turns out to be a 1-2 with Andy King. Um, and when he gets the ball back, there are cries of shoot once again from the crowd, but um, just knocks it into one side, Matt, almost takes himself back a yard and just unleashes one left-footed into the top corner. And yeah, it was just a, a, a magic moment to see that nestle. Well, I'll I'll let our um our striker talk about the finish because he knows far better than I do about the technique and everything. So I'll let Jason handle the goal. But what I will say, great little pass from Andy King. Um, I got a bit frustrated at times with with Andy King in the first half and shouldn't have done because, as I said, he he did it simple and he kept possession. He didn't just give the ball away. Um, and I think we've not done that often. So yeah, I'll I'll talk about King's pass into him and I'll let Jason talk about the finish. Do you want me to talk about the left footed finish, Matt? Yeah, no, left, no uh, I mean yeah, not not from a swinger kind of way, some from <laughs> a bit more cultured and someone who would have done that time and time again. So over to you, Mr. Eaton. <laughs> yeah. Um I, I think he needed it, didn't he? It was um yeah. it was great to great to see. Just um I think one in thirty two, is it? Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's was it? That. Wow. Um, so the, the space opened for him, didn't it? Like when seeing it back, the space, you know, he he pushed it to the side, and then yeah. you think he shoot, shoot, and um, he did, and um, couldn't have hit it any sweetly. Started it no. outside the far post and um, swang swang back in, didn't it? Yeah, I haven't, the, um, I haven't seen the I haven't seen the the angle. Um, there's one there's one angle patch from behind it where you see exactly like Jason said. I mean, he starts it and it just comes back in absolutely perfectly. Yeah, it's well worth a watch on on uh, on Sky Sports. It's a great finish. Yeah, yeah. and you think, why don't you do that more often? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from outside the box. Yeah, yeah, outside the box. But just what we needed at the time. I mean, that could kickstart Andy Vyman's season a little bit as well, which obviously started the season really well, um, and then obviously picked up an injury. 
yeah. for a bit. Yeah, and then as, as, as sort of come back in and had a few substitute appearances, but that could really kickstart things. And he's forty nine club goals now, so one oh, more, he? one more goal to get him up on the wall on the all time yeah. goal scorers charts in the uh, concourse of the Lansdowne stand. You could see the confidence in him after that, though. Um, you know, it, 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 I mean, you you know, Jason. So when you you've been on a a barren run, although I doubt if you had many barren runs, but to get that goal, it must give you a boost. It must give you a boost. Yeah, and um, yeah, all of a sudden he's he's club captain, isn't he? He's, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he, probably a lot of pressure on him to take that role on as well. And, yeah, and to to get that now, you just think you know he's been a bit rusty as well. Being yep. honest, he's been a bit rusty in a few games. Um, so I think that was just for me. That's just match match fitness. He's yeah. he's only played minutes, hasn't he? So yeah. um, you know how long it can take to get back into your stride after a few few uh, you know period a period of time out. But I think this will really help. And he, he the attacking options are not a problem for Bristol City. Tommy Conway coming back in a few weeks as well. So you add him into the mix with the three that were up top. So it's um, attacking wise. We're um, we're doing all right. It's just the the the, the yeah. selection in the rest of the areas. Yeah, yeah, agree. Sixtieth minute, City coming forward again at pace with Sykes wins a corner, um, and then a few minutes later, Sykes is Sykes is brought off for Harry Cornick. Matt, your thoughts on on that substitution on another good performance for Sykes? Yeah, it was a, it was an okay performance. I thought from Sykes. I thought he he. He, he did a lot of good work, but again, not a huge amount of end product. Um, I actually thought when I could see that it was Cornick sort of stripped off that it was going to be Naki Wells. Um, and I was glad that it wasn't. I thought it was the right choice to make because I think that's Cornick's best position. It gives him that it's, chance to, to show what he can do it, in that exactly. position. Um, and, you know, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about that. But, yeah, I, I thought it was it was the right call. I th- and Sykes, I think he'd taken a knock just beforehand as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was the right call. Yeah. All right. 69th minute is Mehmeti again, who takes a shot from range. And that one was dipping, Jason. So um, great to see another shot from distance. And if Mehmeti can add that to his game of cutting inside and taking a shot and then getting it on target, then that surely is um, something we want to see more of. Yeah. And I think the game would have opened, well, opened up in the second half because because of our scoring. It meant that they were going to be, you know, they had to go for it a little bit more. Um, as an attacking side, so the, the gaps were going to appear. Um, but yeah, no, just um, you know, if he cuts inside, if he's playing on that left, and you know, he's predominantly he's predominantly right-footed, isn't he? So um, yeah, you, you'd you'd imagine that he would do that more often than not. Mm. Um, and I think that's what he's got to bring into his game as well, because with Wyman, exactly what he did, cut inside from the left, bent one in the corner, then. You know that's an opportunity for him to do that as well with his trickery and getting half a yard. He can um, he can bring more of that into his game. So. Yeah, I just think with Mimetti, he needs he needs to bed into the team a bit more. He settled in himself um, as a bit of an individual, but once he gets to know the players more, um, once he gets to know other players' strengths, who to sort of lay it onto their right foot, their left foot. And adding a bit of extra end product to his game, Matt, he will be someone who will be the core part of the team next season. Yeah, he, he will be, and I'm sure Nigel Pearson um, and and probably Jason Ewell in particular will will help him with that. But but also he's got a different partner now in De Silva playing on that left hand side, so the link in there. A couple of times Jay went behind beyond him and he he got the ball. So you know lots of 
positions on the pitch are about partnerships. And I think he needs someone that he knows is going to make that run for him, that he can either come inside or play it to them. So, yeah, I, I really like Manetti um, because it is that unexpected. I mean, there was a game patch. I don't know if we've, we've sort of passed it or if it was after that, but there was one moment where he was clearly clipped as he went through and stayed on his feet. And for me, that was a pen, um, but he stayed on his feet and didn't get anything out of it. But you you think, well, I think we're going to get penalties because of the way yeah. that he runs into the box. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 80th minute, it's 2-0. It's Alex Scott. Um, Harry Cornick's cross um, is is batted out by Blackpool defence to Scott, who's just inside the box, and he slots it home to the goalkeeper's right. And great to see Jason, Alex Scott, back on the score sheet. And again, that will do wonders for him. And it wasn't it wasn't an easy finish. Looking back on it, it was um it looked an easy finish when I first saw it, but when you look back on it, there was a couple of players that could have um could have defended that, mm. you know. So he he picked he picked a great bit of space there. Um and the keeper had no chance with it. Yeah. Um but it's great to see him in the box. You know, he's his feet are so quick and um if he can get himself further forward, it's difficult in his position because he's he's running that midfield. And today I thought he put in some a tremendous amount of work in there watching it on TV, it'd be interesting to know what they what the thoughts were again of Sky, whether they were raving about him um again. But I thought second half he was he was all over the pitch. Yeah, and they certainly I, gave him man of the match. So I imagine oh, they? they yeah, uh, I imagine they were. Yeah. <laughs> I I did wonder, Jason, about about Patch's technique then, if that was just slotting it in. Give the guy give, some credit. Yeah, he he put he put some yeah. real zip on it. Yeah. Um. And and the keep. You always love it when the keeper literally doesn't move because he knows. You know. He's he's done me there. And it, yeah, I thought it was a cracking finish. Slotted it in. Rolled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble is what, everything. Everything he does now, or any any time he scores, it's like how much more is he worth? Isn't it? Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think exactly. I think Nigel Pearson's come out afterwards and said that there hasn't been a bid from Wolves. Yeah. But they would, you know, twenty five million. It would they wouldn't he wouldn't be accepting anything less than that. Mm. Um, and I think the way that Alex Scott is playing at the moment and the way he's being talked about, yeah. I think twenty five absolutely is a minimum. You'd expect more than that. A bidding again for a lad who is nineteen. Yeah, and played his. Did you say it was his eightieth game in the week patch? Um, come back to me on that one. I think you said <laughs> that. I might be wrong, but yeah, I mean, just a player. He, he, Jason, the way he glides past players and retains the ball is just it's fabulous to watch, isn't it? Yeah, it's just balance, isn't it? He just yeah, he yeah. Can, he can skip round players, but he, he gets a little nudge, but he he comes out the other side. And um, I think it, there's it, a noticeable difference this season, though, Jason. That he's staying on his feet. He he, yeah. he sort of felt a challenge last season and seemed to just very Grealish esque in his early days fall over. Yeah. Yes, he got a fair few free kicks, but this season he seems to be. You know, he gets a free kick because he's clearly fouled, you know, and he's he's trying to stay on his feet. So, yeah. That was his 84th appearance. Was it? Yeah, I thought you said 80th um, yeah. recently. So, yeah. You, you see most midfielders, yeah, they might, they might be able to play, pass and move a little bit, but he'll commit midfielders, won't he? So he yeah. gets away and, like, leaves leaves them behind. Yeah. So all of a sudden, we, you know, we, we've got an, an advantage because of how he breaks forward. Yeah. What led to Harry Cornick getting that ball? Did the defender just make a mistake or did he win it off him? Do you remember? 
Um, I think it was a ball that came out wide and he, he battled for it. The defenders, no, the defenders slid, didn't he? And the ball broke. Cormick right. challenged him and it maybe a little bit of luck, but yeah, as it broke, sort of Cornick was onto it, but the defender was on the floor. He made, the defender did make a mistake, Patch, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But with, with Scotty, though, he, he's got it all, hasn't he? Mm. You know, we're now, we're now seeing him winning more in the air, and we've seen him have a couple of headers recently. Mm-hmm. But there was one ball that he pinged out to Scott on the right-hand side, sort of from distance. You know, he's he's got short passing, he can dribble with it, he's got long passing, and he has got goals. And and, and I, I was sort of saying to the, the chat next to me that seeing Alex Scott in a team full of quality footballers, he's only going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, it'd be lovely to think that we're going to be watching him walking out for England at some stage and can sort of say, yeah, that's a lad who we saw at Ashton Gate doing what he did. So, yeah. Just doesn't give the ball away. No, he no. The ball and he, he'll find someone, whether that's, yeah. as you said, Matt, long, short. Yeah. He's, um yeah, he's, it's, en- it's enjoying while we've yeah. got him in it because yeah, yeah he's, he's a pleasure to watch a great moment for omar taylor clark who makes his league debut for bristol city coming on for andy king and we saw him away at swansea i think it was matt where he came on for a a, a longer period of time yeah. and he just you can just tell that he's got desire if that makes sense someone who wants to wants to prove himself and we saw only a few flashes of him today but a few good passes, good weight on his pass, and he just wants to wants to get more opportunity, doesn't he? He does, and, and Patrick, you're right to call that out. The, the passing, there was one ball that he played, which was just a lovely little pass, you know, down the channel. Perfectly weighted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it must be pretty daunting making your debut. That doesn't matter how confident you are, or you know, but to make your your home debut in a league game, an important game as well for us. Um, yeah, I thought he came on and did really, really well, and. And again, Nigel Pearson's only going to be bringing players on when he thinks they're ready. And and Omar's been in and around the squad. I think he's been training for a number of months. He's been on the bench a few times. So, yeah, it was good to see. Jason, can you remember your league debut at home to Wigan? 29th of April, 1989, you came on as a substitute for Turner, Robbie Turner. There we go. <laughs> you have, what were your what was your thoughts? Were you nervous? <laughs> yeah. it, it was the days when it was two subs, wasn't it? So uh, yeah, you were on the bench. You were on the bench with Psycho, was I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there was no way he was going up front, was there? So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great, great knowledge, Patch. Thank yeah. you, thank well, you. I've uh, not got yeah. it in front of me at all. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah no, it's just a no, cliche, a dream come true. So like, yeah. all I ever wanted to do was um, to, to step out there and play for Bristol City as a youngster. Um, yeah. So yeah, to to do that, and I don't even know what the result was. It was just uh, it was a blur because I'd come out of non-league. Lost uh, one nil. Oh, I'd be okay. I didn't, I didn't influence <laughs> the game very well then. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Yeah, you come out of non-league that year, um, and you know, being thrown sort of in in the first season after. Being yeah. in the non-league, it was um, you know non-league in those days was you had to go to work and uh, you had a couple of training sessions a week and then it was just like right you're in the squad on the weekend okay yeah. brilliant I better train a bit harder then get myself uh, what did, uh, can you remember what Joe Jordan said to you get on lad affect yeah, the game yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't understand it <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that love it right yeah. okay um 87th minute it's uh Naki Wells coming off Sam Bell coming on Matt just a, a straight swap opportunity to get Sam Bell more minutes on the pitch 
It was, but Naki hates it, doesn't he? he oh, he hates coming off. Oh, my God. Even in the 87th and, minute. And Pearson sort of had to stop him, put his arm around him. I'd love to have heard what he said and what Naki's response was, but, yeah, he, he hates it. And I and I like that. I like that. I like the fact that he wants to be on there. Um, yeah, it was good to see. But, yeah, I actually, again, right decision. I thought Sam Bell could, could run them. And he does. At, get at them again. And, yeah, could easily have... have 91st minute, yeah. yeah. Carries it forward really well. Unleashes one left-footed just over the bar. Great to see, again, another opportunity outside the box, Matt. Yeah, great strike. I mean, I was glad he didn't go in because I'd had Andy Vyman first goal scorer in 2-0, so that was all right. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's only, only a pound on it. So it was only 30 quid, but, yeah, that was... Uh, it's not bad. That was nice. Yeah, no, no, I'll take it. So, yeah, I was... Um, I, and don't get me wrong. Had it gone in, I'd have celebrated like everybody else. But, <laughs> but the fact it didn't, yeah. But showed, again, with Sam, the confidence that he's got to drive in and, and take that opportunity. So, yeah, it's good. Brilliant. Right, Matt, over to you. Let's have a, a look at the ratings. Obviously, the last couple of games, we've been um, a bit lower than than we have the previous 12. But yeah. uh, let's see what we've got today. So, just doing it as we go, really. So, Max O'Leary, um, it was a quiet game for Max, wasn't it? He didn't have to do anything, really. Um, I thought the key, um, the the, the one chance that Yates had, he should have done better, as we said. Um, Max, as you said, Jason, almost made it a bit easier for him. But he came he came and caught the ball a couple of times, um, but wasn't really under much pressure at all from them. So I think it's a six for Max. I don't think there's anything more than that. Um, Zach, it's, it's a difficult one with Zach because he's been so good at times this season. Um I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I would almost mark, I feel like a five, but I think that's a bit harsh, but it's kind of a five based on because of where he's been this season. Um, it's probably a six in, in fairness to him. But again, it we could have been talking about a, a massive mistake where he let that header go through to Yates and that could have been really costly. So um, because it's two nil, I'll go six for, for Zach. But yeah, I might've been talking differently if not. Um, Mark Sykes, Again, for me, was it was in the game? Um, and I, I, sorry, I'm doing it in in the order I've got the spreadsheet. Was in the game, but still for me, end product. There weren't enough quality balls in the box. A couple of times he got into some great positions and just didn't find the right pass. So I've gone six for Mark. Um, but yeah, George Tanner, another George Tanner game, wasn't it? He he just goes about his business, George Tanner. Nothing fussy. He doesn't do too much going forward and doesn't make any mistakes at the back. So it's a six for George, but I just thought he was really, really solid again. Um, bringing, I've gone seven and and sort of Zach given a six, but I thought Cam Pring again, playing in that position, um, you know, he, he brings the ball out well, but he, he won a number of headers and, and Yates is a, is a good, good player as well. And, and, um, a strong runner. So I, th I thought Cam had a, a good game, got forward. Um, so yeah, I went seven for, for Cam. Um, and then on the sort of the, the left of Cam, I've gone seven for Jada Silva and I've, I've gone man of the match for Jada Silva. Um, Jay's had some, some pretty low, low marks from me this season, but I really enjoyed his performance today. I thought he was tenacious in the tackle and, and won a lot of ball. Um, but also brought the ball out really well at times, got forward. His dead ball delivery, I thought, was was really good as well. Um, and yeah, I just felt that in a game, generally, that was was 
low on quality for large periods. I thought Jay stood up really, really well. Um, Andy King, I've gone seven. Um, and the reason I've gone seven is for all the things I've said before. I thought he just was a composed, stable sort of body in there um, and just picked up the pieces at times. And that's and exactly what it, Nigel Pearson would have asked him to do as well. I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm sure it was. I mean, he, he still got forward as well. He had that, that offside mm. chance early on, obviously. Yep. But, um, you know, it's, it's very easy. And I, and I was critical watching it during the first half when he was sort of, he would get the ball and would knock it back to Zach Viner or get the ball and knock it back to where it came from. But he was keeping the possession and then and then, then opening the game up a little bit. Mm. So, yeah, I, I thought it was, a, it was a good performance from Kingy. Um, Scotty, I've gone seven as well. Scott, obviously Sky gave him man of the match. I could easily have given him man of the match. It was probably more a case of Jay because I think of it was such a good performance from Jay. But but Scotty, yeah, that second half was just a joy to watch at times um, and to get his goal as well. Um, so yeah, that could easily have been a, a man of the match for him mm-hmm. and maybe even an eight for, for him on that basis, but still. Um, and then Andy Vyman, I've gone seven. So a bit of a theme, but with, with the goal... In the first half, probably was was much more of a, a six in um, trying to sort of get involved in and couldn't. But the second half, especially with the, I mean, the goal alone is probably worth the seven, isn't it? It was <laughs> such a good goal. So, yeah, um, yeah, seven for Andy. Naki, I've gone five, which might seem a bit harsh. So again, I'll let you boys de- decide. But I just felt Naki worked hard, didn't probably get any kind of service and actually thinking about it five just seems a bit harsh because he didn't really get much service mm. the, the, there was one moment in the second half where Sykes he had a cross and Sykes ended up going in towards the sort of crowd and Naki went absolutely ballistic because he'd made a run and just didn't feel the ball that came to him was was the right ball so now I'm going to change that and go six for Naki yeah but it's an interesting point Matt because obviously Sam Bell's been playing in the middle um, yeah. of two not strikers in Mehmeti and Sykes and I think both of them are better in a two. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I mean, Naki's almost become the the sort of the focus for the challenges and then others will sort of get the space on the back of it. He actually won a fair bit in the air as well today, Naki Wells. And he was up against that Nelson, the ex-Cardiff defender. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think he would prefer to play in a two, wouldn't he? Mm. You know, and, and actually we saw the best of him when Tommy was up with him, didn't we? So... Let's ask Jason the question. Jason, yeah. you're a striker playing in a three with two sort of wingers alongside you versus playing up front with uh, with another striker. Yeah. Hated it, playing with a three. Did you? Um, yeah. Always preferred playing with a two. Um, just because you knew that's how you were taught to play, really. One would stay short, one would go long. You know, you usually had one that could hold the ball up, one was a runner. So you knew your game and... It's, um yeah, when you've got to change that. And when Naki came off today, he looked absolutely exhausted, I thought. Yeah, yeah I know he didn't want to come off, but he the work rate that he's got to do, um, especially what you're saying about his, his runs and um, how he was like, he was annoyed because Sykes, he didn't get in. He kept on doing those runs. He did, yeah. But not getting the ball. And I think when you've got two players, and I always look down, if you're a striker, you try and score 20 goals a season. So that's what your aim is. When you take one striker out of that equation, you've got to find those goals from somewhere else. Um, and I'm always a firm believer that, you know, you've got two strikers on there. That That's that's their job. That's what we get paid to do is to score goals. Um, and I think sometimes it cries out for those two 
central strikers and change it up a little bit from time to time. And I know, um, as you said before, when we were playing our better football, it was with the two, Naki, yeah. um, Sam, Tommy Conway and mm. um, and Naki. So it's, you know, I I would r- much rather see that. But I suppose at the moment that he's accommodating players that, you know, he needs to try and get in the side as well. And yeah, your injuries. Yeah, yeah, Matt, and that's a good thing about three five two. As much as we were crying out for four three three towards, you know, um, sort of Christmas time and New Year, but it allows a two, and it would allow Mametti and a Sykes to play in the five. Yeah, I mean, and you, you see, know, I, I, I go back to that game against Norwich right at the start of the season when we we played that, and and we were excellent, you know, but. The fours allowed us to be more stable, and, and we've looked better defensively with the four. So it, it is that balance. Hopefully, with the right additions in the summer, then you know we we can go back to that. But mm-hmm. Pearson always says he's not a big thing on formations, which no. is a strange thing to say, really, because I don't think there's any doubt, is there, that that our turnaround came when we moved to yeah. the four. Mm-hmm. But, but very like, difficult, I, I, you, and you know, I like I, to. See- I like to see Mimetti and Sykes on the pitch because yeah, they exactly. are exciting well, and we've got yeah. used to having wingers over the years, which we keep yeah. banging on about. Um, but how do you, and uh, yeah, with the two up top, it gives you the opportunity to put in Vyman, Conway, Wells, Bell um, in the current formation. If yeah. with three up top, if it's Sykes and Mimetti, it's only room for one striker. Obviously, Vyman can sit in behind, but it's a bit of a conundrum. Yeah, it is, and 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 it'll be interesting when Tom is back fixed. I think Tommy will will you know once he's fit, will be back in there, and and he's chomping at the bit to go again, isn't he? But mm. it is is a is a difficult one. Um, I do think, and and even today, especially against Huddersfield, we're desperate for a a, a not a not not a, a, a hoofball target man or anything like that, but just someone that's physically strong to hold the ball up and bring those players into play. And we haven't got that. Naki isn't that. Or when Naki does seem to hold the ball up, he then seems to, to give it away when he's running with it to sort of pass it on. So I'd like to think that that will be a position we look at in the summer. Um, but, you know, it's, yeah. There's it, no plan B, is there? There's no... No, that's really, right. It's, you know, it's, there's no way that we could change it up massively. Yeah. And Cornick, Jason, I mean, you, you've yeah. seen enough. Cornick's not a number nine, is he? He just doesn't look comfortable playing that role. No, it's um he's an interesting one, isn't it? And it's yeah. where where do you play him? And I know at the start it's you know he's bought in. What has he been bought in for? Is he is he a wide man? Is he is he a striker? He wears yeah. a number nine shirt, so yeah. him, you know he's 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 the, he's the striker. He's got that yeah. shirt, but mm. um, I think he's going to take time to settle. And the rumblings that you hear in the crowd already, yeah, is you know. You know what our crowd are like. They won't give people the time of day, will they? If they no. if they don't like, you know, someone because of, you know, they want to see players working hard, don't they? And um, putting their foot in um, to establish themselves as a as a someone in the team. But yeah. at the moment, um, it's tough for him. Definitely yeah. tough for him. And uh, I think what he did today was Nigel brought him on because the game had sort of we weren't really under that much pressure. I think that he probably thought, right, let's give him an opportunity to, you know, in a game with a, mm. against a weaker side to, you know, get yourself a little bit of game time and a bit of confidence. Yeah. And um, I thought he did that a little bit today. I thought it was probably his best cameo today. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I just think, you know, we, we, we've signed him, we've got to try and get behind him and yeah. um, give him everything we can to, 
make it settle in because it's difficult when you come from a club sometimes it's hard isn't it you're the big fish in a in a pond and you come to a club which is bigger than your club and all of a sudden it's like god i've got to fight for it here whereas before you got it interested to see in it because it's wednesday night luton Mm. um and you're you're right jason you know in terms of yeah the 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 pond in the bigger club but i mean christ talk about talk about a team punching at the moment um, they beat Sheffield United today. So they? They, they, yeah, they beat Sheffield <laughs> they're United. They're fourth on sixty points. Yeah. Um, so you know it's not it's not beyond the realms of a top two for Luton, which is incredible. So it'd be interesting to see if he features at all on Wednesday. So we started the podcast in twelfth, we're now thirteenth. Yes. Yeah. By the way, um, and I think Sunderland play tomorrow. <laughs> Who is Sunderland? Is it Sunderland Norwich tomorrow? Isn't it? So. Right. Yeah, we're on what forty-eight points. Yeah, I mean, thirteenth on forty-eight, and then the bottom three, all who've played the same, are all on thirty-two. We're back so, to uh, symmetry as well. Twelve wins, twelve draws, twelve losses. Yeah, yeah, and a plus, and obviously a plus two today. Plus so, two goal difference. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, last one was Mimetti. Um, I've gone six for Anis. Again, lots of really good things, but I I do want to see more end product from him. Um, leading to those opportunities could have been a seven, but I've gone six. Um, and mm-hmm. then for for Nige, two nil home win. I think he got the sub spot on. Um, all right, as I say, it was that you know he didn't have a lot of choice with with his starting lineup. But yeah, I've gone seven for Nige. And I so really that, like I I obviously I know this has happened over the over the time he's been there, but I really like the way that he treats the players visually, sort of on the pitch and in the Instagrams and all of that sort of stuff. He he really is a manager that's going to put his arm around you and and you know even when Naki Wells coming off, you said about him sort of standing there and explaining and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, oh, wait, Jason, I've, I've got Hannah Masenga on the phone. Patchy's arguing with you about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, you've got to be on the bus for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, Jason, obviously, you've been under a number of managers. How how have you sort of taken to Nigel Pearson? Um, I think when when things are going well, you know, you see a different side to people and it's horrible to see people under the pressure that he was under probably a few months ago. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, it's all worked itself out for the better, hasn't it? Because, you know, when, when you're trying to, you go into a club and there's players that are disruptive in the changing room, which obviously there was players that were disruptive in the changing rooms, then, you know, you have to work to get those players out. And I think he's got a harmony there, which you see. A lot of the youngsters have come in now, no chip on their shoulders, no expectations of, you know, of big time. There's there's, there's nothing. They just want to play and they want to enjoy their football. And, you know, that shows. And I think, you know, he's... When I want to speak to Scott, I know Scott Murray quite well and um, speak to Scott about Nigel. And um, I said, what, yeah, what's he like? What's, what's Nigel like? And he, he says he's a top, top bloke. He's like... You know, he's he's such a nice guy. He takes the time to speak to everyone at the club. Um, and he's sort of, you can see that with him. He's, you know, with, with the players, what you said, he's just, you know, he's he's a nice guy. And I think if you work with him, he'll work for you. Mm. You know, it works both ways. And that's the same in any job, isn't it? You know, you you get on well with someone, you work hard and you do what, you, what they expect you to do, then everyone gets on well. And I think from the performances recently, albeit we've had a couple of blips, you know, we're still much far better position than we were a mm. few months back. Well, 
probably six months back now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. You know, and, and you can see that. And, you know, even with his coaching team, they're all up there. You know, they're in a good place at the moment. I think the addition of Jason Yule as well as, as really must have helped um, with the team. And, you know, they're, yeah, they're, you know, it's a, it's a good group at the moment, I think. Yeah. And um, everyone seems to be quite happy. And it's all about building momentum now going into next season. Um, and Matt, what in terms of uh, the average rating for today's game and then the average yeah. for the season? Uh, well, I've not put in the Huddersfield game from the other night yet. Okay. Um, but six six 6.45 um, for today. For today, yeah. Okay. Um, and what, so, were, yeah. what were we across the, the league without uh, Huddersfield? Hang on. So, you know, six point six point three six, six point three six. Okay, so we're currently top of the bottom half. That's roughly where we expected to be. So, yeah, that that seems to work out quite well. Yeah, right. Um, a couple of tweets. So, Rob Skeet, Blackpool are worse than Huddersfield, but you have to make them look bad, and we did that. Didn't panic, just kept going, and the rewards came. So pleased for Andy Vyman and Scott, not just for his goal, showed why he is truly wonderful. Just can watch him all day. Um, and over to, we had a couple on Twitter, so we've got one from, so Dean Allen, a morale boosting home win for Bristol city against a struggling Blackpool side who took a lot of breaking down, which is very true. Alex Scott continues to show his worth to the watching nation and Andy Vyman will sleep better tonight following his wonder goal. Uh, Shane O'Connor comfortable and in control the whole game Blackpool offered little and we're we're as poor as Huddersfield nice to be able to break them down with a great strike from Andy Vyman and uh, obviously retweeted the goal and someone David Bright put that was even better than I thought it was we stood on the corner of the safe safe stand and it looked good from there so a couple of um couple of messages there but Great to get a win, basically, Matt, wasn't it? Great to get a win back in the uh, in the coffers. Yeah, it was, and and as I say, for for me, it I think that's probably would keep us safe anyway on forty eight now, but it keeps the confidence. It keeps the it's got the the Cardiff blip out of the way, um, and it yeah. would have been really easy following the Huddersfield game, and and yeah, both Huddersfield and Blackpool have been poor i mean i i will be really surprised if it's not the bottom three that that are there now that don't go down um wigan blackpool huddersfield i'll be gutted because that means three trips next season that i'm not spending up north but um <laughs> yeah i think i think they probably wigan actually weren't when we played them but certainly blackpool and huddersfield this week they look destined for the drop yeah. and it makes you wonder whether that style of management now you know the warnocks and the, the mccarthy's whether it works in, in the modern game now. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Okay. Going into Wednesday night, Luton Town, my first ever trip to Kenilworth Road. Kenilworth um, Road, yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to going in through someone's front room to get to the quite stand. Quite literally. Yeah, quite literally. Um, of anyone coming back in, possibly James, question mark, who knows, but are we still, are we going with that same um sort of 17 players Matt do you think 18 players yeah I, I would think so I would think if Matty James was fit he probably would come in for Andy King it would be a lot it would be asking a lot to expect King to play three games in a row like that having not played for for so so long um I don't think any of the injuries um are close to return um, I was surprised he didn't give Kane Wilson sort of 10 minutes today yeah um just to sort of you know get game run out. Pitch. yeah 
Um, but it'd be a tough game. I mean, it, it is never easy at, at Luton. It's such a... How far is Naismith away? Because obviously he's former Luton. And yeah. So I'm not itching I'm, to play if he's at all ready. I've not seen him playing for any of, like for the, the under 21s or what have you. Um, mm. And I think Pearson said before um, that he expected him to be in and around the international break, maybe before, maybe just after. Mm. So yeah, we'll wait and see. I'm, I'm imagining there's no, there's no need to risk him. Is there at the end of the day? No. Um, you know, as I say, I think we're, we're pretty much safe now so they can you know take their time now with the injuries and not rush anyone back. Jason, well, you've been to Kenilworth Road? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I played at Kenilworth Road on the um when they used to call it AstroTurf. Oh, the yeah. plastic pitch. Yeah, the plastic <laughs> pitch. So I, I was I played at Bristol Rovers at the time. It was in uh, youth the FA Youth Cup, and we played uh, a curtain raise against their youth team in the FA Cup against before Man United played um Luton okay. in the league. So uh, yeah, that was my uh, claim to a fit. curtain raise. Yeah. Does that mean you go on before them? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so right. we went on before uh, the Man U game. So that okay. was. Uh, that was good, um, but those those surfaces in those days, my goodness, you fell over on that. That was it. You take out your skin off. <laughs> so I can remember those days, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, that was that was when yeah, the old days. Brilliant, love it. Um, right before we go, so Jason, not only have you played for Bristol City, um, and that's something that Matt and I can only dream of, but behind you, for the listeners, there's a an image of Wembley, old Wembley, and you've also scored a winning goal at Wembley. Talk to us about that. Yeah, that, that was um, in my uh, Cheltenham Town days. So, luck, luck, fortunately, I was that was under Steve Cottrell, actually. Um, so, yeah. You know, fortunate enough to we got into the FA Trophy final with uh, with Cheltenham and um, yeah, played Southport in the final and uh, we won one nil and I got the winner. Oh, oh well, yeah. the only goal. So um, Matt, yeah, we can only dream of these things. Christ, I I had goosebumps just walking there as a fan, let alone going out on the pitch <laughs> and then scoring. So yeah, no, absolutely, we can. Twin Towers as well, old school. Yeah, old school. Yeah, 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 yeah brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Love no, it. I, I, I've lived on that for a few years. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I bet. Why and not? apparently it is on YouTube as well, Matt. So I'll be looking. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll be looking that one up. But Jason, thanks so much for um, coming back on your, um, your, your insight is always fantastic. And yeah. Yeah. Off the back of a win as yeah. well. So uh, that's, yeah, that's the great. second one now. It yeah. is, yeah. What two, and two. Two, two and two. two. <laughs> when, when we're down to the last game of the season and we need to win to get in the playoffs, I'll uh, make sure <laughs> I'll make sure you're available. Yeah. But no, good stuff. Right, we'll be back. Great work. Who knows what we'll do Wednesday? Maybe on the way home in the car, Matt, yeah. on Wednesday yeah, yeah. night. Yeah. Um, and then post it Wednesday night, Thursday morning. But uh, for now, we'll leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please do follow us over on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And, yeah, we'll be back soon. Cheers, everyone. Take care, all. riding long. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it last. Because you don't know me. Cause I tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here 
regret it if you stay in this town. I'm no savior, I will take you down. This here town. You know it ain't that big. It don't take long to know just what I Watching that little town slowly disappear